Well, this is an experiment if there ever was one. Welcome to KK Tubcast, Volume 1. Uh, an idea I've been joking about with my friends for a long time. My favorite part of the day is bath time. I got up at 4 o'clock today, and the world's quiet. My dreams brought lots of things to the surface, and so I decided to get up, grab my microphone, fire up the old time machine, and uh, hop on the internet. So I don't know if we're going to end up publishing this one or not. I don't even know how the audio is, but anyway. Good morning, Vancouver, BC, Chris Krug. 47,000 years old. Yesterday was my birthday. And um, so I'm being quite reflective about all that. I turned 47, as I just alluded to. And on one hand, that feels like a really big number. And on another hand, I feel strong, fucking dialed in and really like as best as good as I've ever felt so no reason to get hung up on the number I guess um, so anyway um, one of the big things that's going on there's a lot of big shit going on in my life I just got home from Maui yesterday I spent two weeks there I went over there as a part of the Dent the Future event with Jason Preston and Steve Broback we are dreaming and scheming about putting together some AI events in Seattle together next year. And so we, um, we got the brain trust, as Steve calls it, together in Hawaii and, um, yeah, put our noodles together. That was pretty awesome. I got to work with Jason Preston at the uh, um, FEMA Volunteer Dispatch Center where people are assembling and gathering um, supplies and stuff to help the people from the Lahaina fires, you know, that lost homes and stuff. It was, uh, it was a reliable opening experience to work there. Um, the fires are devastating. It's definitely a big black scorch mark over a big chunk of Maui. And there's a lot of people, uh, you know, still living not in their homes and um, in hotels or temporary accommodations and situations and stuff and so that's pretty hard and you know I'm an outsider and uh, not a political guy but you know one of the interesting tensions within the community that was shared with me is that you know uh, a lot of people there live on Hawaii and that's their only home and they lost that home and a lot of people visit Hawaii and sometimes it's their second home and or their third or their fourth or their hundredth or their, you know, investment property Airbnb strategy or something. And, and those people lost their homes too. And I guess, you know, when government swoops in and starts handing out cash dollar bills, um, maybe the people who live in their home and the people who rent their home stand in the same lineup to get, you know, funds and supplies and stuff like that. And, um, Maybe that doesn't feel fair to everybody, at least some of the people I talked to and stuff. So that was interesting to see. Um, you know, the community is really united, but um, there's also a lot of, you know, I fucking lived on an island, man. I lived on Galliano, population 1,000. So I know community life. I know I know how it can be. And, um, yeah, these things are always hard. So, yeah, working at the Volunteer Center was awesome. I got to slap some high fives to a bunch of, Native Hawaiian dudes that were there in their big trucks dropping off shit and stuff. And, um, 
Yeah, they gave me an assignment to be like the parking lot manager coordinator guy. They gave me a vest and a walkie-talkie and uh, got to stand there and tell people where to park and guide the trucks in for deliveries and stuff. And it was it was pretty epic. I'm, I'm glad I did that. And, um, you know, we stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. I shared a room with a buddy. And, um, I mean, Ritz-Carlton's fucking fancy. Can't say, oh, I stayed in the... Shanghai Ritz Carlton with Robert Scales back in the day, but um, yeah, it's not my usual accommodations. But I I played the part. I wore my suit every day, and um, yeah, did business. It's one of the first conferences or events you know that I've been attending where I didn't have uh, a camera in my hand the whole time, and I did have my suit on, and. I think that that just sort of represents where I'm at right now in a lot of ways. Um, I'm booking some great photography gigs, that's for sure. And I still love doing it. I love mixing it up at people's events and making photos and videos and documenting and sharing that on the internet and rallying community around that and stuff. It's my jam. I love it. But um, I'm making some other big moves right now and stuff too that are a little bit more in line with KK the Rockstar CEO and not KK the Rockstar photographer. And I'll talk more about that, I'm sure, here today. But yeah, Dent, Dent Maui was the first event where I, uh, you know, more play, less played businessman instead of uh, media contributor. And, and that felt really great, you know. It's um, felt like conversations I had were elevated and higher level, and that people kind of looked at me a little bit different. And, and that felt great. It felt really good. Um, but then, so after the event wrapped up, I had one night before I needed to fly home on the red eye. And um, I needed to find somewhere to stay. And so I found a hostel um, over close to the airport called the uh, Banana Bungalow in Happy Valley. And it wasn't long after I got there that I realized I had stumbled into somewhere special. Um, it was about 25% full and I arrived and there was a fun hostel party going on. There was people from Vancouver and Victoria staying there and it was awesome. My roommate, uh, Raphael, um, world-class windsurfer. He also owns um, a sex toy company and imports diamonds and gemstones. Uh, so he was a fascinating guy from Argentina and, um, yeah, I mean, just like one after another, full of fucking interesting people wandering in and wandering out. And a couple doors down from uh, from the Banana Bungalow, there's a uh, Okinawan grocery store called Takamiya. And it is full of the yummiest, healthiest Hawaiian food for cheap, cheap. <laughs> I think I spent less in the week on my accommodation and my food than I did in one night at the Ritz for hotel and food. Um, it was amazing, really, really um, incredible time and great value and like, so I, I decided to blow off everything and just stay there for a week. Um, plane tickets are really cheap right now. I was able to cancel my flight for a hundred bucks and, um, and stay and stay. So I did for a week, you know, um, and this is where the story kind of uh, switches up a little bit. So. Like you guys know, I've been doing the Google News Initiative. I got accepted into that incubator, and I've been working through it um, with my cohort, building my new company, Motley Krug Media. 
who will be putting on the um, Fatal Festival next year in Vancouver and the Future Proofing Creatives Workshops uh, dealing with our creative professional response to AI and kind of just making sense of the whole changing world and what it means for our careers and stuff. So anyway, more about that soon. But um, I, I had my big final pitch and graduation ceremony on the 12th. Today's the 15th. So I decided to hunker down and focus on my presentation. Now, they kind of, you know, they kind of, it was an interesting one. They let us know, the, the higher-ups and the powers that be, they said, you know, nothing's promised here. There's not necessarily money on the table. You're not pitching necessarily for dollar bills, they said. But just so you know, this one guy from the last class got 800 grand. These other people got 75 grand for their idea. And a bunch of people got 30 grand. And well, pretty much everyone got five grand. Well, gosh, that's, that's fucking news. You know, I mean, I'm building the company that uh, is self-sufficient and sustainable. and doesn't need Google to give me a big fat sponsorship. But I'd be an idiot not to take their gasoline and pour it on this little campfire I'm building over here, you know, and stuff. And so I laser focused in on pulling together a presentation. And that laser focus looked like me carving out a bunch of time and working closely with some of the mentors in my life and other like people that I've been working with on these projects. I booked like 10 mentoring sessions with like six different mentors through the Google program in the course of a week and just pitched and pitched and pitched and recorded my pitch and rehearsed it and watched it and fucking dialed it in and um, really got it laser sharp, you know? And um, and I went in there asking for $350,000 to hope, help make these uh, visions come true, you know, and stuff. And so, uh, long story short, I didn't get any money. No one got any money. Um, it was a great exercise and I learned a lot and I had a good time and um, really kind of found out who I was was and what I was all about through the process, you know, and it was great. But, um, yeah, and, you know, I, as for the actual pitch, my turn to go was about three quarters of the way through the event. So, you know, folks have been going on and on for about 90 minutes and, like, a lot of awesome projects, but they were fast-paced two-minute pitches, and a lot of them were – uh, read. They encouraged us to read them so that we didn't miss anything as opposed to kind of like rehearse or perform them or something. And um, so I was working with one of my buddies who at this point <laughs> prefers not to be named, though uh, if it all goes the way we hope it'll go, I'm sure he'll change his mind about that. But he's a pitching expert. He's the founder of a, a really badass company that I respect a lot. And um he said to me, oh, I had worked on my pitch for a hundred hours, let's say, when I when I decided to give it to him. And he cut me off within the first, I don't think I made it to the fifth slide. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Because last time I shared some ideas with him, he blew him up too. And uh, I mean, it was useful and constructive, but uh, he really fucking slice and dice Ginsu style. Um, so... He says to me, Chris, what a snooze fest. No one's going to listen to you. You got to grab their attention. He says to me, it's going to go something like this, Chris. A hundred million people a year die of cancer. I cured cancer. He's like, boom, you got him. 
I was like, all right, man. Well, what do I what do I got to say like that? And and I've been working so hard on this pitch. It, re, it you know occurred to me just right in that moment. I knew what I wanted to say, and I said, you know, hi, I'm Chris Krug, and I'm watching a fucking bloodbath as AI eats one creative industry after the other. Nobody's safe. I'm watching it happen right before my very eyes. You probably see it too. AI is changing everything around us. And I went on to say, but I'm building a lifeboat where creatives displaced by AI and looking to upgrade their skills and band together and develop curiosity and flexibility and move forward into the future. Um, I put forward a plan. So anyway, it was it was pretty awesome. It was well received. Uh, definitely, some people spit out their chocolate milk onto their keyboards when I um, dropped the fucking bloodbath comment there at our otherwise up, uh, you know, buttoned up and straight edge business meeting. So we'll see how that goes. It was controversial and memorable, and um, I don't know. I think it still might work out for me. So we'll see. Anyway. I'm going to make some uh, commemorative limited edition fucking bloodbath KK riding a shark uh, sticker mule stickers here this morning and send those out to the people that made it by the um, the pitch that day. And so thanks a lot to Lindsay Bailey and Robert Scales and Kemp Edmonds, Mark Boosie and Robert Michael Murray and David Siegel. Um, it was quite a handful of folks that showed up for that talk. So I really appreciate that. I felt supported and and you know that really begs the question like so that was my final presentation and what what the fuck next you know and stuff and so I'm you know proud to say and this isn't exactly a, a launch or an announcement we'll be doing that officially at some point here in the next coming weeks but um, hey it's a tubcast who knows if anyone will even make it this far <laughs> so we can do some announcements here Um, I have incorporated a BC corporation called Motley Crude Media. This is what I see as kind of the umbrella financially stable corporation that's going to be able to do a whole bunch of interesting creative technology experiments across podcasting and video blogging and events and workshops and all sorts of stuff. And so um, I incorporated that company with my lawyer and formed a board of directors and an advisory board. And yesterday I rolled on into the bank with my new certificate of incorporation and my banker's briefing book. And I opened a, a corporate account at Van City Credit Union. Um, and I'm going to use that corporate account today to set up things like Square and Stripe and PayPal and... Um, a bunch of the financial stuff on that end, zero the accounting software, and I'm really kind of like getting my my ducks in a row in terms of building the business infrastructure to make this thing successful. And so, I will be over the coming weeks launching Motley Krug more formally with a website and all that kind of stuff, you know, and promo. And um, but really more interesting than that, I think too, is um, you know some of the the projects and initiatives we're going to be testing and rolling out next year. And so. One of those things um, which I'm really excited about is the Fatal Festival, uh, the future of art, technology, and alternative living experiment. This is a big ideas and creative technology festival that I've been dreaming of my whole life that is going to be happening next year, August 8th through 11th in Vancouver. And 
I intend to bring 60 or 80 folks um, from around the world here to discuss um, creativity and future technology and AI and um, community and, you know, just kind of get out in nature together and explore and learn and grow and stuff. And so plan to program a bunch of kind of avant-garde, next level fucking artistic expressions. And I got all sorts of things up my sleeve. I'd like to have a little bit of an outdoor trade show and um, got a buddy who um, does cold plungings and saunas and he's got a, a mobile van set up, set up, set up. So, um, yeah, anyway, there's a lot of ideas percolating there. Um, people are starting to commit to me verbally to attending um, sending me a deposit for their ticket and I've started to assemble some sponsors and stuff and so you know I've worked at the coolest events in the whole wide world I've been the photographer for pop tech and the TED talks and Dent the future and future in review and South by Southwest and all of these amazing events I've sat at the gurus of speaker gurus and organizing gurus and you know programming people and arts and culture you know folks and so developed a pretty unique perspective on what works and what doesn't and what the people need what I need so um, yeah I'm going to be articulating that in the form of my own event um, here in the coming year and um, you know I've got a 10 year vision for that at least and so I'm going to keep it kind of humble and small and tight uh, these first year or two um, and by when I say that, I don't mean that the experience is going to be humble. It's going to be a fucking high-end, badass, avant-garde experience. But, um, you know, I might not be doing a lot of marketing or sales. I'm going to keep my numbers low and stuff like that to just uh, ease my way into it and um, learn, learn and grow and do this thing right. Um, so that's that's one real big thing I'm excited about. And you can start to check some of that, fatalfestival.com and on the socials. Best thing you can do right now is just sign up for the email list and I'll hit you back when there's more info along the way. Um, you know, another thing that I'm really excited about is the old, um, we'll call it the Future Proof Creatives Workshop Series. So myself and Peter Bittner and some other folks are doing a bunch of AI trainings next year for creative industries, for professional communicators, and designers, photographers, filmmakers, and entrepreneurs and other people who are feeling like they might be getting their lunch eaten by AI and generative AI or they're just looking to explore and experiment with how to kind of like get their skills up to speed and reinvent themselves here again the age of AI so look for that kind of coming out next year started to build the event listings and stuff and plug in the financial back end so I'll be dropping that on the world here shortly and um Let's see, there must be a bunch of other stuff I wanted to tell you, too. There's a lot of great projects that came out of the Google News Initiative, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to share a bunch of love to those things. Um, you know, it was 20 or 30 people. Most of them consider themselves journalists and media makers, not necessarily entrepreneurs. But, um, you know, they've done an excellent job. We've really upgraded our skills. We've all built these media companies, websites, landing pages, newsletters, and People are growing their subscribers and their paid subscribers and really just kind of putting their dreams out there into reality. So it's pretty awesome to go through a, a cohort like that together. And I'm sure we'll all be friends for life and support one another. And in fact, I'm trying to pull together a, a trip back to Happy Valley in Maui there. Um, second week of 
February for people that want to come do like a co-working excursion on the cheaps at the hostel there in Maui that I found. So I think I've got two people signed up for that trip already. And if I get a seven, I think six or seven, it's going to be a go. And, you know, that's another thing that I, I should talk about. You know, it, it's a little bit of a boondoggle. It's a little bit of a co-working opportunity, a chance to get out from some of these northern latitudes in the winter, rainy, dark months and uh, spend some time around other people in the sunshine. Um, but it's also a model for um, these excursions that I want to run uh, through Motley Crude Media. You know, I got a couple of mentors. I'm going to name check right now Christine Liu from Rethink Hawaii and um, Affinity China was her other project that did this. And um, I also want to shout out Dave McClure and his 500 startups and Geeks on a Plane. Um, both these guys do these cool, their own versions of like an innovation tour, sort of. You know, they Dave gets 20 or 30 or 50 geeks together and um, takes them around the world and introduces them to VCs and other startup communities and geeks and gives them a chance to explore new markets and just really grow their business. And... Um, I think he's been on 40 of those now. And they're remarkable trips, in fact. I have so much in my career to be thankful for for these trips. You know, like Robert Michael Murray, former SVP of social media for National Geographic, who I'm working with on Motley Krug Media and Fatal Festival. He's the guy that sent me to cover the BP oil spill in um, the Gulf of Mexico back in the day for National Geographic. And that all materialized and manifest on the back of a bus um, on one of Dave McClure's Geeks on a Plane trips. Um, I think we were in China at the time. And the oil had been flowing for 100 days. And I think Russia was talking about nuking the bottom of the ocean and ending the oil spill by turning the seafloor to glass. And uh, stories were being reported of, you know, armed guards keeping, you know, former fucking Afghanistan soldier, private military operatives, armed keeping journalists off beaches who were down there trying to document the oil spill and stuff. And I remember looking around, looking at Robert and being like, fuck that, man. I'd like to see one of those, you know, private security guards shoot me on a Louisiana beach, you know. That's what he's going to have to do to keep me off that beach, I said. I don't got ad editors or advertisers. No one can tell me what to do. And I want to go there. I want to see what's going on. And I want to report those stories back out and send me. <laughs> and he did. He did. Um, we were able to rally James Duncan Davidson and myself. Fierce Kitty supported the trip. And um, you know, we rallied up in New Orleans and spent about a month rolling up and down Louisiana, Alabama, Alabama Mississippi, and Georgia. Um, making photos of the aftermath of the oil spill and even though I was working for National Geographic people were always my thing and um, you know there's plenty of people out there taking photographs of oil birds and pelicans and shit so I kind of took it upon myself to explore like the human impact and the cultural impact of the oil spill on those small Louisiana towns and um, along the bayou there and the way I tell people is like you know, once the oil once the oil spill ruptured, all the high value employees that were working on those rigs, they got transferred to other places where they could keep working and where they were needed more. And sometimes those rigs were in Alaska or in um, 
Dubai or you know around the world and so all the high value oil rig employees right after the disaster happened got relocated to other places and created huge holes in um, those communities those were high value leadership type jobs big contributors to their community and so you know bands broke up and churches split and you know fucking families sometimes one parent would stay and the other one would go and keep the kids in school and stuff you know and so anyway, just I was wandering up and down the coast talking to people, and it was one of the most important, interesting projects in my life and really catapulted me into the stratosphere. I got to go to Washington, D.C. and present those photos at TEDx Oil Spill at the Woolly Mammoth Theater. And Dave Troy was there, and Nate Mook, and Sylvia Earle, and fucking um, Kristen Lien, and uh, so many interesting people and stuff. And um, so anyway, that happened on a Geeks on a Plane tour. And um, anyway, just so many uh, interesting connections. But um, long way of saying this little Hawaii trip is a model for these focused kind of trade mission excursion type things I want to do. So like I'd like to get a bunch of Canadian entrepreneurs together and go down to the Silicon Valley and rub noses with the C100 guys with those top 100 successful Canadians down there in the valley and you know, just do a tour of visit some fun companies that my friends run, visit some VCs and connect some dots for people. And I also want to do some like photographic missions. I got this idea to do a, to lead a group of photographers down to Mexico City later this year on just like a skills building and kind of growth and creative exploration mission. And the idea there will be like we spend some time talking about photos and stuff, making photos in the morning, head out on some walks and adventures and do some stuff and then come back and bust out laptops and import cards, edit photos, share, critique, maybe do some collaborative slideshows of projects or other types of things, you know, and just kind of workshop and grow together. So anyway, this um, this Hawaii trip is just a chance for me to practice the whole putting together these missions and um you know, especially around the finance side of being able to receive money and um, communicate with all the people who are going on the trips and pay out all the vendors and stuff. So um, I'm just learning and growing. But keep your eyes peeled for that. There'll be a lot of awesome shit going on. And um, probably going to go to Loveburn, the regional um, Burning Man down there with Uncle Charlie and his crew. He's asked me to join up. So that's in February as well pretty excited to make epic art with my homies out there and um it also give me a chance you know like this whole creative community that we're building um definitely trends towards geekiness and the online world but i got a lot of other connections too that want to be drawn in here and stuff so there is the whole burning man art making festival world and i'm looking forward to reconnecting with all those guys and tell them what i'm up to where i've been and invite them along the journey and stuff so Fuck yeah, Uncle Charlie, I'll be there, bro. <laughs> Not long after that, we got South by Southwest, and me and Lindsey Bailey are pulling together some ideas for um, for some creative, professional AI workshops down there and stuff. So keep, we'll let you know what's going on there. One of the big things I've been wondering about lately, you know, is like, how do I know everybody that I know? <laughs> It's like I got all these things going on and I know that there's a lot of people in my world who would be excited to support them and align behind them, but everyone's time's fucking busy these days, you know, and 
um, it's really, really hard to penetrate the busyness of some people's worlds, you know, and I got all these people I want to talk to and share what's up and sometimes they'll be able to get, gather their attention and get them in and, um, you know, I, I guess I have to trust the universe a little bit that she'll bring the right people to the table at the right time. Um, I guess like one of my biggest fears or not, you know, one of my fears is like people that I want to know about the stuff that I'm doing, that I want involved. Um, I, I, I'm worried about this situation happening where I'm not able to brief them either because they're too busy or I haven't been able to connect with them and that they end up feeling left out or not a part of it or like I did it without them or something like that when like totally the opposite is true. And so um, I've been doing my best to reach out to people and let them know that I'm excited and passionate about this. It's coming from my heart and I want them involved without being like pushy or salesy or too dummy dominant, you know, like just been trying to um, share with people what I'm passionate about and the opportunities I see for myself and them along the way. Um, and so, yeah, to the extent you want to share um, what I'm up to with people, I'm looking to do, looking to guest on other people's podcasts. And my buddy Kevin Kelly emailed his whole list yesterday with an invite to the Discord, and a whole bunch of them showed up. So that's really awesome. And you know, between you and I, many of these people that Kevin rolls with are our elders, and so if you see them popping up onto the Discord there, make sure you uh, do your part to make them feel comfy and oriented and stuff like that, because there is definitely a multi-generational group of AI-interested creative professionals joining our community lately, so yeah, let's just treat them like you'd like your parents to be treated if they showed up in a chat room. <laughs> Anyway, pretty excited to reconnect with some Vancouver peeps here this week. My buddy Ender's got a new studio, textiles and fashion studio set up here. I can't wait to go check it out. And uh, Mark Boosie's always got shit up his sleeve and been doing a great job advising me and my projects. I can't wait to see that guy this weekend too. And uh, Barry Mowat, who's on an international art tour, man, that guy came to the table for me as the first sponsor for Motley Crude Media and the Future Proof Creatives program. He runs the Vancouver Biennale here in town, which is the big outdoor public art exhibit. Um, Single-handedly, the reason why Vancouver owns so much badass art, he's really built a fucking incredible arts organization over the last 20 years. and. Um, he's been giving me studio space in his warehouse there, and that's really incredible. And um, I've been able to convince him that I know what I'm doing and that I've got a vision for this workshop series and for the Vancouver AI community. And so he's opened up his studio space to me, and um, we've done an agreement of an in-kind sponsorship where we're going to be hosting a whole bunch of events in the Vancouver Biennale space next year. And um, I am excited. Almost nobody's been in there. Barry's been really gracious with me and believing in my creativity and my competencies. Pretty much letting me do whatever I want as long as I take responsibility for what I do, which I shall. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. There's also a really cool parking lot next door where I can see some sort of big geodesic dome being popped up for special events. You know, when I close my eyes and think about the Fatal Festival, wouldn't it be cool if it was like two adjacent, semi-translucent geodesic domes in the tall tree rainforest or something like that? You know, maybe one's like a 
eating and playing and hangout dome for like the lobby con part of the conference. And then maybe the other one's the workshop, interactive circle group part of the fucking event festival thing. And I kind of envision this exhibition slash trade show floor that kind of spills out the back and wanders into the forest and stuff. So I don't know what the venue is going to be. I might have to rein in my dreams a little bit, but um, maybe I'll pop into mid journey, do a little concept art so I can share that with people. And um, I think that's a good idea. So anyway, Dave, Lolo, this podcast's for you. Uh, I think I had the towel on the head the whole time. I joke that, uh, you know, I don't always want to live the fast-paced, busy lifestyle. And when I retire someday, I'm going to retire to being a, a bathtub influencer. Uh, have people send me bubble bath, review products, and broadcast my pirate signal from the bathtub here in East Van. But anyway, thanks for indulging me on this uh 4 a.m. birthday day after meandering Google News Initiative graduation Motley Crew media launch fucking shark attack podcast. We'll see how it goes. I love you lots of internet over and out for now.